Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio, Sunday edition. Thanks to everybody who's been listening to all the episodes so far. It's really kind of stunning how much people have been listening to this stuff, so I'm I'm really enthused by it. Um, but that said, today I want to talk about something that I think is really important, and... Um, it's kind of in the same fan-oriented vein that the last Sunday edition was, um, the Sunday edition on the death of Kiss anime and my thoughts on piracy. And that is... That is gatekeeping. Now, for... For a very, very long time... It, because anime is not a cultural product, because anime, anime and manga are not cultural products of America, it requires that people see a first thing. Like, they have a thing that they sometimes might not even recognize is anime, but, like, is the thing that, like, ensnares them, so to speak. And... Because of the, because of the, because of the range of access to anime that you're willing to go through or not, there are tons of there, and the general life, the general lifespan of your typical anime fan. Which, if you're listening to this, you may or may not know or care. The life cycle, the, the lifespan of a typical anime fan when they're really hardcore into anime is about two years. And it's like in the mid-teenage range, it's like 14 to 15, maybe like 16 to 17. Like anime fans are young and they generally stay super hot on anime for about two years. So what that translates into is it translates into people not in their fandom not having the time to find necessarily a super large amount of sh- a super large amount or depths of shows. And so you end up you end up with fans who like a lot of the same thing. That's why you have like a glut of anime fans who are super into My Hero Academia, or the glut of anime fans back when back back in the day who were super into Dragon Ball Z. And the reason for that is because that that stuff is on TV and that stuff is readily available and it's like it's it's hard to miss if you're into anime. It's hard to like, it, 
you cannot be in an anime and completely fucking miss out on um my hero academia you, you just can't in contrast you can be into anime and have never heard of mushishi ever in your life and you can be into anime and like never get even close to something like death parade or like any of the other numerous shows, many of which I've talked about on this, both of those I've talked about on this um, podcast. You can find it in the feed wherever you're listening to me right now. But the long short of it is that creates this that creates this odd problem. I'm going to say in that. Uh, Anime fandom in at least in America, in uh, in other places, not even Japan, not even in Japan, but in other places, anime fandom is older because they have a different relationship with just straight up animation. For example, in Europe, in France, France specifically, actually, there's an older cadre of anime fans because. In France, an, like animation is art, so art is just accepted. So it it it, pl- it has played better for longer and has existed since. And like the fa- the world of anime and anime fandom has existed at least since the seventies, late sixties in in France. So it's had more time to like be around and be normalized, so to speak. Um, but. In America, at least, you have a like a gr- groups of fans who are like my age to like the my age and uh, like who started like my age and for the for the record, I'm thirty one, <laughs> and go up probably to about like. 50, 60 in there, and that whole, like, 30-year range. But then you have the fans who are in their early 20s, in their early teens, who are very young, um, like, under 10 in some cases. And the, so a, a problem that can happen in fandoms is that you can have a group of people who are super technologically adept and have grown up around, say, have grown up seeing video production done, amateur video production done, so it feels natural to them that the way they would, the performative way they would demonstrate their fandom is to start a YouTube channel. And I just so you have an idea, this topic for this Sunday edition was um spurred on by somebody on Twitter who I um promptly tweeted at and was like, uh yeah, not this tweet is maybe not okay and I don't wanna I don't wanna light I don't wanna light them up right here, so I'm not gonna give you their Twitter handle. Um but basically what he said is like I really wish that, you know, anime fans that like an- 
an AniTubers, or which is a abbreviation of anime YouTubers, wouldn't say super cringy stuff like when I was watching Naruto in middle school. And Naruto came out. Naruto had been had started coming out probably when I was in like high school ish age. But I will. I was already way. I was way in the deep end of the pool. Naruto was a curiosity that was like, huh? I should maybe watch that. It's finally in English in a way that I don't have to go steal it. I should like check out this dub on a Friday afternoon or something. But the thing is, is that if you, if if the fandom doesn't grow, if a fandom doesn't grow. And it's the members of that fandom keep getting older and older and older. Eventually, it dies off. And it's not that it's not that stuff from the past isn't important. And it's not what I want to say. I'm not saying that somebody that some kid shouldn't go out and watch the deeply anti-Semitic mess that is Angel Cop, or they shouldn't go out and watch Mad Bull Thirty Four, or Megazone 2-3, or Twilight of the Cockroaches. I just said a bunch of stuff out loud that I can guarantee a lot of you listening are like, the fuck are those things? It's because they're from the 80s. Like, that's not even 70s stuff. That's not even old school Galaxy Express 3-9, like, season one Lupin, where he races a car and carries the same pistol what Hitler carried because he's evil as shit. And, like, that's where Lupin starts, just for the record. He's not a lovable monkey man. He is, like, portrayed originally as just a villain. Um, but the thing is, is, yes, the past is important. Yes, people should go watch those shows. I I joined the old people chorus, the, the old Taku chorus, in telling the entire internet, listen, just, just go see Alita Battle Angel. Just do this for all of us old fucks. I, you can go find that episode where, like, I think I said, like, I know I'm, a, I'm, I'm an old telling you to go see Alita, and that's all that's happening this week. But I, I did that. But the thing is, is that even though stuff has, and I'm learning this actually with um, these shows that I will have recorded about for my third day episode by the time this releases, which is Metabot, even though there is stuff, which hilariously is a fucking OVA from the 90s, I am so, a, a friggin' kid's show from the 90s, I am an old fuck. Um, just because there is, like, just because it's mass media doesn't mean it can't say something. And doesn't mean it can't mean something to somebody. And it also doesn't mean that it doesn't have value. The, the, there is real value to be had from, say, the arcs of Naruto, the arcs of Bleach, the arcs of Dragon Ball Z. And 
the other thing that you have to remember is time keeps pushing forward. The, to the kids that watched Naruto in middle school and that was their first, that was their, that was their gateway, that show is old. And the thing I would say is, and, you know, the rules are don't read the comment section. Although I know from um, Tractate, the great new, the great barely new um, anime podcast from uh, Chris of Sea Dog VA, Joey the Anime Man, and... Gant, aka Gig, Gig UK, Gig UK or Giguk, so to speak, um, is that they do read their comment sections a lot, and they do they are like perplexed by some of their comment sections, which I find hilarious. Uh, if you want people to watch those shows, do not. Just say, I really hate it when, like, this kid on, when this kid talk rambling about anime on YouTube makes me feel old because he watched Naruto in middle school and that came out when I was in college or some such nonsense. The, the better way to do that is not try to gate off a certain kind of fan. And that's really why I responded so strongly to this, like, big block of tweets, and I I think I, like, jumped into somebody else's um, thing in that same uh, Twitter feed, in that, in that same um, Twitter stack, or whatever the fuck you call it, um, in that same Twitter thread, rather. And I was like, yo... I was on Retro Crush, and I turned Fighting food on, Foodons on, and that show is terrible, but I can tell you, I've watched a fair amount of it when I was a kid, because I was content starved, and I can totally believe that that was somebody's first show, first anime, and they, like, love it, and that's fine, that's, that's fine, because the... It, the because anime is so different so constantly from from american not just animation but media especially when it comes to being for children uh, there's this tendency for people to want all anime to be like that and for people to want anime fans to have started at Cowboy Bebop or have started at like something like Darker Than Black or something like Paprika or, um, for example, the thing the thing that I didn't necessarily start with, but that like codified my universe and like made me like made me into like. I'm just going to watch, this is my thing now. Like, the, the thing that grabbed me, not the thing that, not the first anime I saw, but the thing that grabbed me was Princess Mononoke. And Princess Mononoke has a lot of layers, and it's having a conversation about the environment that is important and interested and all this other stuff. 
But it's also fine if somebody started on Pokemon. You know, we we don't need that thing. And something I want to say here is if I've ever inadvertently, like, on this podcast or in real life, probably, um, because I tend to say asshole things sometimes, made anybody feel like I was judging them for the shows they like instead of judging the show that they like, I, I'm truly sorry because I, there are shows where I'm just like, this, is, this seems bad, but that, that's my opinion on that show. That's not my opinion on the people who watch that show or even the people who make that show. Um, uh, what, that show Handshakers. Handshakers is a perfect fucking example. I, or let's make it even a little bit more recent because I am, once again, the man who called Tokyo Ghoul a fucking tone tone poem on the internet. And I I stand by my tone poem stance on Tokyo Ghoul. But that's not a, that's not a judgment on the people who like that show or the the people who have definitely come to my panel when conventions were allowed to occur outside of the internet and probably or probably or almost certainly definitely like Tokyo Ghoul or Tokyo Ghoul was the first show that that brought them into anime I, that's not a bad thing I'm I am all for people being like I love Naruto, or I love Pokemon, or I love one of these super mass market shows. And that's where they start from. And instead of being like, oh, I really wish these kids would... I really wish these kids would stop talking about the Narutos. (laughs) Look at the shows they're talking about currently, eh? Because this thing made it very clear that that was not what they were talking about in the video, but part of the reason why I do panels and part of the reason why I do this podcast is because I have spent now more than two decades (laughs) watching anime, watching, I used to refer to myself as an industrial strength content consumption machine on my Twitter, and that is, that is less true now than when I first wrote it, but it's still very true. There's still... I've seen hundreds of shows, hundreds of anime, tons of movies, and I pick the I pick the shows I talk about because I want to highlight them for someone who may have never heard about them, um, remind people of them who have heard them and maybe love them, uh, and... If old fans interacting with the world, ha- if old, if old Taku like me ha- interacting with the discourse have a responsibility, it's not to push new fans out and say, "Oh, that's a really basic take. I'm glad you like my like st- you did more to the world than My Hero Academia." That doesn't do people any good. That kind of gatekeeping just makes those fans feel like they're not 
super welcome in the fandom. And that's probably why there is so much, like, passing throughness of anim of anim of fandoms, period, but of anime, especially. You know, if a fourteen year old kid gets told enough times for two years <laughs> that, you know, like Dragon Ball Z isn't where it's at, kid. I don't care. Go watch something more engaging. You know, meh. Go watch Cowboy Bebop. It was made before you were born. I'm old. And it's a masterpiece. Instead of that, look at what those kid look at what those people seem to like and say, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And if they respond to that, you can keep offering those things. Because there's so the only advantage older otaku and anime fans have over over newer ones is the amount of stuff we've seen and the and the amount of stuff we've seen infor- informs what we think when we look at like you know seasonal eye catch art or like season 2 posters or something we we have a whole different well we're drawing from when we look at say the season 2 promotion art for fire force or we we will make we'll make a lot of different connections in that than say somebody who's only been watching for two years and i think at that point at this point that like does not include this release time of any soul leader properties so they would be like huh why does this look so evil he's supposed to be the good guy I'm like, no, it's just like Soul. It's Soul, it's Soul from Soul Eater. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And um, if, in, if in a moment when younger fans are still open and willing to listen, we don't put up a wall and say, like, you're not, you're not important. Go away. We don't need you. And instead we say, hey, Here's this other show you might really like. Or, you know, like, tell me your favorite... Tell me the reason why you really like Naruto. Like, uh, and we say those things with honesty and without condescension. The fandom will be better for it. It'll be... It won't be like... We don't need to get territorial about this. You know, anime is super cheap to stream. If somebody, at this point, if somebody's favorite anime is Naruto and they want to go watch that, it, they have all kinds of options. And you know what's right next to the Naruto poster in Netflix? Another different show. And... It, just the nature of algorithms will help those kids find more and go deeper. It just takes time. And the only thing we're working with is actually working with two things in terms of, like, the amount of three things, actually, now that I think about it. The amount of time spent, the the difficulty with which, the difficulty, the 
level of difficulty with which it took to watch anime when we started. When I started watching anime, if I wanted to watch something that wasn't on TV, it either had to be in the West Coast video around the corner from my house, or I had to be able to find it somehow. I came out, like, right on the edge of the tape. I, um, not came out, <laughs> I came up right on the edge of the tape trading days. So, like, tape and manga, actually. So, like, I would trade tapes, I would trade manga, and that's how I discovered a lot of stuff. I, the first manga series I ever read to completion was Love Hina because I'm insane, and I got it all not through my friend, but through my friend's older sister. And in turn, she would steal the volumes of Fooly Cooly, eventually all three, <laughs> From my friend when I lent when I lent them to my friend, and that formed that relationship like me and my friend before we were in the same school together because she was a first year in high school, I was an eighth grader in middle school. We're trading manga back and forth through her younger sister <laughs> in a very get she the younger sister gets to play the mule scenario of like. When I went to high school, I met her, and we had this moment in the hall where we just pointed at each other and had like, you, you're the reason my manga took a month to come back. And it was, those kinds of things can happen again. Those, those kinds of things, actually, I'm sure still do happen, but... Older fans need to not look down on younger fans because of their um, because of the period of time in which their first experience with anime was a certain set of things that did not match the set of things you that were your first experience. My very first experience with anime was probably. The original Gotcha Man. Actually, it was Voltron. I take it back. It was Voltron. And there's a whole cadre of people who were like, Voltron, yeah. But in that same way, you know, you can't choose. What, these kids can't choose when they were born. So, of course, their first anime was you know, Naruto, of course their first anime was Beyblades or Pokemon or Bakugan or any number of other weird little shows, weird little kids' anime, Fighting Foodons, um, Spider Rider, um, you know, Cardcaptor Sakura, the bad kid WB fucking dub that got canceled because of a insane letter writing campaign that I love. Um, or maybe their their first entree into anime was not anime. Maybe they saw something they liked that was a weird 90s American cartoon and had nowhere, like, the industry gave them nowhere to go, so they ended up loving anime because they're like, what's like Street Sharks? <laughs> and believe it or not, I could totally see this happening. 
somehow they get into anime because it's the only thing that goes as far as fucking street sharks. <laughs> I can't, I, I just, I just said that sentence. <laughs> but the important thing is that they got here somehow. And not only did they get here somehow, but they got here and they decided to stay for any length of time. Because there are plenty of people who like, who like a specific set of shows or one big show, but they are not anime fans. They would not consider themselves anime fans. That happened with Attack on Titan. There are tons of people who love Attack on Titan, and but that is like the show that they watched. That is the anime they watched. And I would way more take somebody who like watched Naruto, loved Naruto, made and then, like, proceeded to Darker Than Black in the period of time when Darker Than Black was, like, readily available, or proceeded to Trigon, and then proceeded to Darker Than Black, or whatever the hell, whatever that trajectory looks like, to somebody who all, to the anime they watch is the one big seasonal shonen thing, and they don't normally dip their toes any further. Because the common, uh, and I've mentioned this in another, to another person in this feed, it's a common thing that everyone believes, that people believe is like, you know, there's so much more, there's so much more just boring nonsense that comes out now. No, that's not true. There's always been boring nonsense. Do you remember Bartender? Because I remember Bartender, that anime about a bartender who solves problems, that came out probably a decade ago now. You know, like, the shows you're remembering, the shows you love, were the standouts. If not for you, then for the entire anime community at the time they came out. You know, I've so I tried I tried doing this because I thought it would make a good fucking dunk tweet because I was having an early morning like tweet like I want to dunk on some people in this thread Twitter moment and the so I looked up what came out in the same year as Citizen Kane came out in like the forties or something. And I could tell you no other movie. And that's not because those movies weren't good or even passable. It's because Citizen Kane was so good by, like, our standards of just movies. And I've never seen Citizen Kane, so I can't guarantee this. This is just the way, the way people talk about Citizen Kane. It is so good. It is, like, considered to be the perfect movie by many people. That everything in its... Everything in its... Sphere of that, of that year that it came out... It's just lost to time. In people's heads who all, who all they've heard of from that time period is Citizen Kane. So it's not that there wasn't garbage that came out in the early 80s and in the 90s and all that other stuff and all the, and all the old years 
It, that's not the case. The thing is, is that the stuff we remember is the stuff that was that history has chosen to highlight because it stood apart from the crowd in some way. Either it's amazing, a cult classic, or it's just the worst. <laughs> and it, that holds true for every year, every season, all the time. So, I, and also, I'm not fucking 15 anymore, man. I can't watch every show that comes out. I don't have that. Like, Slate can do that. Slate, you're welcome to do that every season. I can't do that. I can't watch much more than three shows a season. I don't need to. But if you're constantly pining to watch every show every season, it's not going to happen, bud. There's going to be some stinkers. And once again, that's no reflection on the people who made it or the original source material or even that thing itself at all. It's your love of any piece of media is a relationship between you and that media and like your background and what that media is talking about. And to shame to, to shame some like teenager for discovering anime by watching Naruto on after school television in middle school, just it it's just not that's not the game. You know, you can't you can't expect a middle schooler to go looking for like panty and fucking stocking. You just can't. You can't you can't get you can't expect like someone to go straight to the middle of the go straight into the deep end of a fandom immediately because that's not the way fandoms work. If it happens, it happens, but it's not gonna. It, it's not gonna change the fact that their first show, with it, their first show, a thing that they still deeply love, is important to them. It doesn't need to be important to you. And if anything, if that's your reaction, generally speaking, you're not reacting to their path of fandom. You're reacting to something else, or you need more diverse opinions. And yes, I'm sure there are tons of anime YouTubers who are just, they just have shitty hot takes. They make bad videos. They're not, they make, they, the audio, the like audio accompanying their video is bad. That's fine. That stuff exists. Millions of people will click on it, I'm sure. But you're not you're not ruling the universe by then hopping on Twitter and trying to close the gate on some kid just because where he started was different than where you started because he was born, you know, 30 years after you were. It's not, it's not useful. And on that note, I've rambled enough about this. So I have been Alex. You've been listening to Lunchbox Radio. If you like this podcast, 
You can find more of it by subscribing to me, to, to the podcast, in whatever you're using to listen to this right now. I do two episodes a week. One is this Sunday one, which is more fandom, industry, technical animation focused. And the other is a, and, that, and this comes out obviously Sundays, 10 o'clock in the morning, like a Sunday radio show or something. And then the Thursday show is me talking about a specific series or movie. And that comes out every Thursday, usually super late, because I record it and then I do the chopping of editing that passes for editing for me. And I throw it up like maybe eight at night or something. But um, definitely look out for at least two new episodes every week. Um, but until Thursday, I have been Alex. I will talk to you then. Thank you.